It's shit. It's junk. What did he say to me? He leaned down close, looked me straight in the eye and said, It's junk. It's all junk. It's all shit. It's the doldrums. It's nobody wants to hear about. Well, some people do. People that watch cable television, for example. But some days you just don't want to do a show, and that's where I was. Not doing a show. Because all I had to talk about was shit. And I'd rather talk about the shit than, you know, shit. On the Fabulous D Show. Right now. Because there's a giant difference between shit and shit. Let me tell you about it. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear about the shit that keeps you from doing. You know, it's like those people that record shows, podcasts. It's what I cut my teeth on back in the day, the live broadcast scenario of people in their living room doing shows because it is the internet age where we can do shows. And I've got one eye on you and one eye on the rice, by the way. Cooking rice. Because I came home and I thought, I want to talk about the shit. But i got to cook the rice. What a perfect time to talk about that. While I'm waiting for my rice. My brown rice. Because the only rice worth cooking is rice that takes four fucking ever to cook. These people in their living rooms, back in the Ditta day, it was the new thing to do. It was the, the freedom thing to do. You could record your own show in your living room with your friends, and they'd all gather around. But the thing that I found most concerning, most <sighs> a turnoff to me, was that they spent... 45 minutes of their show talking about the shit. The shit that's keeping them from doing the real shit. You know. Is my microphone on? Is it? Is it? Can you hear me, guys? Can you? Oh. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Windows is just... I need to restart Windows. Hang on. That shit. (laughs) That's the shit I'm talking about. Was that convincing? I think it was. I heard it many times, and some of my very dearest, dearest co-hosting and everything, people want to stop. Because in their mindset, and this is, <laughs> this is Radio Show 101, don't stop. Okay? You, you do not stop for anything. 
and that was everyone's top failure is they'd stop for the microphones crackling and that that was the the downfall of the live chat while on the radio was you know someone would type in i can't hear you very well stop and that's exactly what they do they'd stop and they'd go adjust their microphone oh can you hear me now no no as long as you know that you're getting what you want a good recording a good you know, I always had that one person, one person I trusted to tell me if I'm okay. And if that one person, you know, if I was just doing a live show, I mean, it makes sense. If that one person tells you you can't be heard and you're live and you're not recording, then of course, I mean, nobody can hear you anyway, so figure it out. But when you're recording and you're live, and you know that your recording is okay. And if someone types in, you know, it's the end of the world scenario, you ha- you're having really bad audio or the connection is bad, something that you know that isn't necessarily your fault. And that's what I always did with the Fabulous D Show. When we were live and in chat and someone said, there's a technical difficulty if everything looked okay on my side and I was getting a good recording, I wouldn't stop. Because if you stop, then, well, then you have a recording of you stopping. You have a recording of, of a pause. And I have honestly heard shows that take 45 minutes to, you know, work out the bugs you know, live on air. Nobody wants to hear your shit. Nobody wants to hear about Windows not working. Nobody wants to hear about, you know, your connection doesn't seem right. Oh, and and then when it's peripheral stuff, you know, the chat room's not working. And you spend 45 minutes of your show working on the chat room, trying to get the chat room going again. When the show is not about the chat room, the chat room is not about the show, you must go on. The show must go on, they say. And they're right. Because nobody wants to hear your shit. So when I'm having a increase, an influx of shit, I don't tend to like to do this. And with the freedom of internet radio, with the freedom of radio, the freedom of freedom, of art, I have the prerogative and the choice to not do a show when I don't want to do a show. That's why we went from you know, Sundays at 7. Now it went to, like, Sundays at, you know, eventually. <laughs> and I try, because goals and, and you know, time frames are very important. Humans are lazy creatures. We are lethargic by nature. And irresponsible by nature, especially. So if it's not on the list, if it's not a deadline, that's why deadlines were created. People respond to deadlines. No matter how fake you know that deadline is, and fake I mean, it's not life or death. The world will not end if you don't get this essay in on time to your professor. Of course, in that case, the professor could end your career. 
But goals are very good. Deadlines are extremely important. Even in radio, even in the global broadcast of the Fabulous D Show, where I can take a Sunday, because there's too much shit, and not do a show, and I can get away with it. But I can't go to that format. Because if I said, you know, I'm going to do a show whenever I feel like it, I'd never feel like it. I've got to keep that Sunday deadline to say, I will record, I will do, and I will make sure that there is a show there for you by then. And if I miss it, I know that I missed a show. It's not that I decided not to do a show and a show didn't happen. No. I didn't do a show. I missed a show. While in the magical grand scheme of things, I didn't miss anything. But I have to feel. You've got to feel like you've missed your deadline, that last Sunday there wasn't a show, adding further pressure to do a show this week, this Sunday. So I came home, unburdening myself of life's shit. Not literally. And had to do a show while the rice cooked. And what a better show than a show about waiting for the rice to finish. And what a wonderful global broadcast it is that we can cook rice while I talk to you about shit. And that's why I didn't do a show. You know, nobody wants to hear about the log that didn't burn on the fire or the construction worker outside, you know, because that's all that the show then is, is my logs are green. I couldn't burn the, I couldn't stoke the fire in the fireplace. I couldn't talk clearly because uh, there's a jackhammer outside or something. You know, that is the shit that, that nobody needs to hear about. What we're here for is to talk about life's shit. You know, the important things. The extremely important things. The important things that get you down that aren't just these peripheral problems. The power grabs. The the power plays over you are the shit that you want to talk about, or the shit I want to tell you about. The, <laughs> the psychic vampires of the world. You like that, don't you? You like that word? Psychic vampire. Isn't that something that's edged its way into our culture and our speech? Psychic vampire. Suddenly everyone knows or has an idea what a psychic vampire is. When I was 15, I studied psychic vampires. No one knew what they were then, except psychic vampires and vampires. Because and, I studied vampires and vampirism and blood-sucking creatures, blood-sucking humans, blood-drinking humans. And I thought, you know, that's cool. I wouldn't want to do it, but that's cool. And back then, 
And don't turn this off after I said this. Let me explain. Let me go there. <laughs> Back then, I pretty much saw psychic vampires for what they were. They were people who wanted to be vampires, but didn't want to drink blood. So they said that they fed off the psychic vibrations of the people around them. Let me explain. They weren't wrong. The psychic vampire is someone who, allegedly, sucks the power of the psychic power, the psychic energies, the... It's the harsh word for whatever else you call that. The draining people. <laughs> you know, when you walk into a room and someone is just, oh, they've absolutely drained me. So-and-so called me, and oh, I'm so drained now. They just take so much. Those people. You know those people. Those are the psychic vampires in the vampire world. But now more people call them psychic vampires because it's, it's becoming a thing. It's becoming a word. It's a good word. I don't necessarily believe psychic vampires are full-throttle psychic vampires. I'm talking people who purposely... Now, there's a lot of power in believing that you have, well, the power over someone else to sap their energy. To me, that's very defeatist. Because you sap my energy only when I allow you to sap my energy. You've become so tiresome, so annoying, that I have allowed myself to invest too much into you. Too much of my emotions. Too much care. That's when the psychic vampire wins. And that's when they believe they have power over. And indeed, they do have power over, because they, much like psychics, have learned the art of being what they want to be. I'm not discrediting that some people are just enormous, power-sucking creatures. Naturally, there are. Just like some people are naturally of the psychic persuasion. No, we, we need to do a show about that sometime. Psychics. But for the most part, let's just stick with the majority. Frauds. And they're not frauds because they've learned the art of the craft. They are psychic and they learned how to work it. Just like psychic vampires. Learn how to suck it. <laughs> and those people are what we focus on. But then again, it's the, it's the, the psychic vampires you're not even looking out for. You know, We think people are power suckers. We think, <laughs> talk about you know, power-hungry, sucking, time vampires. Was that not the phrase earlier 
in the season? Time vampires? Killers of time? And it's not people. It's things. It's corporations. Corporations made of people. These are the time suckers. These are the psychic vampires. They're the ones. And they're the ones you're not paying attention to. Because you're too distracted by the interesting looking individual who says they're a psychic vampire. And you think, oh, they must be sucking my everything. I must check on... Let's check on the rice and talk about psychic vampires on the fabulous D Show. Hi, it's me, Frank Cotolo, and at this very moment, I'm listening to The Artist D. I'm dropping the F-bomb right now. Fabulous. There. Want to hear it again? Fabulous. There. Want to hear it again? Fabulous. There. Want to hear Okay, I was skipping. Fabulous D. Fabulousness! It's Funktastic on Transtastic.com. Where can you hear independent music, underground opinion, and more? Tune in to 4Culture Radio at 4Culture.com. We're unearthing the underground audibly. This is Becky Cannon, so you listen to The Fabulous D Show. This is Campus Christmas, and it's Matters of Box of Frogs. And don't forget to sign up on Transtastic.com, the most fabulous transcended social network site in the world. Our artist is fabulous. Welcome back to The Fabulous D Show, broadcasting from Earth. Shit, psychic vampires, and rice. That's what we're talking about. Time-wasting bullshit. Junk. And the time-wasting... I used to say I was a psychic vampire. It was back in the 15s, the 16s. I was practicing to be a a psychic vampire. You know, because people around me did say they felt drained. And it's all about emotion. I invoke, evoke... I do a lot of voking <laughs> with myself, with someone else. When I'm around, I excite, I make people happy, I make people sad, I make people think, I make people angry. And what of that isn't psychic vampirism? You, you have it right there. You can, you can do it. That's, that's a psychic vampire in training. How can I use my wiles, my personality, my everything. It's, it's in you. It's part of you. That's why we think that we are born with it. Because we are. We're born with it. And we learn how to use it. But what is all the, the stories and the lore is, you know, you've got to learn your craft, which is grow their powers. I mean, it's what we're taught in books. It's what we're taught in fiction. You have the gift. You've got to learn how to use it. Which is pretty much everything. That's life, baby. That's all we've got is you're born and you feel that you have these traits, these talents, these perceptions. 
and, and you've got to hone them. You've got to use them or you'll lose them. You've got to keep doing what you're doing. You've got to know how to, how to do it. There's no problem with that. It's not a fake. You're not a fake psychic vampire. If you're a psychic vampire. You're not a fraud. If you're a psychic and you know how to manipulate. And I've known true psychics who feel that they are... It's like people who feel they've seen ghosts and spirits and a connection... I'm not discrediting that. I'm not saying that even if they don't have a link, they're liars. Because, let's face it, there's a lot of liars. That, there's a lot of people that go home at night and take off their cufflinks and say, Whew, what a load of shit I'm shoveling. At least we hope. Televangelists, anyone? I mean, if some of those guys don't go home... And just say, Fuif! Idiots! Then I'm concerned. That's where I get concerned with the real radical persons that believe the shit that they shovel. Real radicals, like the crazy televangelists that really, you know, they really push it. They really, if you can't tell that it's bullshit, you're crazy. And if they go home and they still believe their bullshit, that is just frightening. But there are some people, some people who believe in religion, some people who preach religion, just like some people who believe they are psychic. They truly believe it, and I can't discredit them for that, even if it's, it's all in their head. Because let's face it, that's, that is as good as gold. If it's in your head... I can't discredit you, okay? I mean, I can tell you, yeah, go ahead, read me, and if you read me wrong, I can say you're full of shit. That's wrong. You're just wrong. Work, work on your craft. But I can't discredit that. I can't discredit their behavior, you know, if they've got a gift for reading people. And that's, that's psychics in a nutshell, is if you have a gift for reading people, not predicting people, or future events, as much as some of them like to believe, or seeing the other side. I mean, hell, they may see. It's, it's in their head. It's in their head. It's a very odd discussion, that one right there. So I can't discredit it, but you've got to work on your craft. You've got to really, on the other side of that, know how to control them. You know, I've had plenty of people come into my life and just slurp all of the energy out of the room. We all have. And I don't think it can be avoidable. There's nothing's completely avoidable. But at the end of the day, you can prevent it. It's kind of like preventative eating, you know. I eat healthy. Because all the other toxins I intake via who knows what where are quite enough. There's quite enough toxins in me because of the other fake things I may ingest or, or that cake that I'm going to eat. 
that isn't real. <laughs> or the carcinogens I'm going to suck in while breathing in the world. You know, you're, you're doing preventative measures when you eat healthy. You know, everyone should understand they're not ruling out. That's why when you eat healthy and you get cancer, you can't say, well, God, I ate healthy. I mean, what else did they want? You know, shit happens. Shit happens. There's nothing we can do about it, but try to prevent it. You know, I try not to, to, to buy the tortillas with butane in them because I'm sure that I ingest enough butane by riding around in a car or something. You've got to fight the fight. You know, preventative measures. There are things that we can do to prevent the psychic vampires. And that's all we can do. And it's caring about what you should be caring about instead of caring about what you are caring about. That helps, too. Because when someone comes in the room and they're sucking up all of the oxygen in that room, all of the energy, you've got to care enough I don't know, to leave the room, to have your own supply of oxygen, fill in the blank. I just saw, someone was telling me about you know, the things that people pay attention to. And I'm a big proponent of the things people pay attention to. <laughs> You've got to admit that, you know, 85% of the planet, there's something terribly wrong with when it comes to what they care about. And they asked me, do you think people care about bullshit because it's something that they can control? You know, he had a point. He really did. That's a, that's a good point, because when you think about it, the, the things people care about, like some of the things we rail against on this show, those things are something they can control. I mean, look at the, the trending. Trending. Google trending. Let me just, let me pull that up. And check rice. <laughs> the rice is good. The rice is still, it smells Delicious. Some turmeric reduces inflammation, and it really does. Miley Cyrus, number one top search on Google this very week is Miley Cyrus. Why? Number two, Grand Theft Auto. Number five, Amanda Knox. Who's that? Apparently someone who killed someone with a butcher knife. Betrayal, series premiere, a television show. Number five. That was, oh, that was today. Yesterday, Breaking Bad, number one. Over two million searches for Breaking Bad, the TV series that just ended. Government shutdown. 500,000 searches. <laughs> There's the... Staggering. Staggering. They went from 2 million searches for a television show at the number one spot 
to number two, 500,000 searches. Do you understand? <laughs> Do you see that it's like they can't control the true psychic vampires. So they, they handle their own little worlds. You know, Miley Cyrus does something and people freak out. They want to weigh in. Because, really, their opinion might change something with Miley Cyrus. Breaking Bad. And the rest of these, all for... This was last weekend. Top searches from like 2 to 15 involve sports. There's a psychic vampire. There we go. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Sports. Because you can control sports. Well, you've got two teams and you can bet on one or the other. You can root for one or the other. Your opinion somehow shapes sports. I have no idea why or how. But it, it, it shapes things. Television shows. National Coffee Day. Everyone wanted to know about that. These are the hot searches trending on Google for the past couple of days. They want to talk about actors, athletes, baseball players, baseball teams, basketball players, basketball teams, books. Number one is the Holy Bible. Number two is the Great Gatsby. The, the number three is the Hunger Games. Number five, Fifty Shades of Grey. Number four was Under the Dome. At least someone out there is reading something good. Car companies, cars, cities, cocktails, DJs, fashion, food, games, musical artists, restaurants, reality, television. All of the things I just mentioned, for the most part, are your psychic vampires. You have chosen to type in and research things that don't matter. And there's nothing wrong with caring about things that don't matter. I loved Breaking Bad. Great television show. I think Miley Cyrus is adorable. I just wish that her music mimicked her look. Because I like her look. Now. But her music sounds like crap to me. But I'm not going to obsess about it. I'm not going to type into Google and talk about it. I'm not going to go on Facebook and post links about it. I'm going to listen to a track and decide, this is shit, and I have better things to do. I have rice to cook, for God's sake. I mean, why aren't they researching politics, politicians? 
And then why aren't they researching what can I do to assist in the political sphere or better yet, the sphere of my world? Because at least while politics are huge time wasters, huge psychic vampires, at least politics leads to something of change, something of, you know, politics leads you to the world that you should be involved with without politics. You know, and that's just like a hope that if you get involved with the people that you vote for and you start telling them what you'd really like, then you could see what you really want in the world. And then you yourself could have the initiative, but you're too busy. You're too drained. You're too sucked off by psychic vampires. You can't think straight. You don't have the time to stand on a soapbox and talk about world events. You don't have the time. You just take the snippets. You just, you know, you little news munchies. You read, you read just a little bit. What on this list is about politics? I'm, and I'm having trouble finding anything. Energy companies. People are searching for Duke Energy, followed by BP. Now, what are they searching about that? Does it tell me? I wish it did. Just says people are searching for it. Wells Fargo, financial companies. Government bodies. People are researching the National Park Service. And that just says a lot. Number one searched term under the government bodies theme is National Park Service, followed by U.S. Senate. But almost double the people who are searching for the U.S. Senate are searching for National Park Service. You see, that's it. I mean, people, they're so driven to talk about the things that they like, do the things that they like. I mean, that's the thing. You go, you go in every day, you go somewhere, and you see people, and people say, you know, well, what did you do this weekend? And, I mean, you can't say, I cleaned, or, you know, I, I did something I didn't want to do. They want to hear about what you did that you, you wanted to do. People are so hell-bent on doing what they want to do. And really, throughout most of my existence, I don't really, you know, I'm doing what I want to do, but that doesn't involve having fun, like fun, fun. And in, in fact, when I, when I first got married to my second husband, we, we really went down this, oh my God, the rice is done. Did you hear that? <laughs> the rice must be removed. And it's global radio, so I can do this. I can walk over and I can take the rice off. This is Mac Danger from Swellip Radio and also from Dead Cowboy Rebellion and Twin Rivers. You are currently listening to The Fabulous D Show with your host, the artist D. Juiced Talk Radio. It's juicy. 
JuiceTalk.com. Here, Frank Catolo's Catolo Chronicles. Imagine if there were, imagine if, like, there were companies that made cookies and they only got together to make, like, one, a certain amount of cookies for a certain amount of time, okay? Transistor by Velvet Steel. You know, you've got short nipples, you've got long nipples that stick up from the body, you've got big areolas, you've got small areolas, you've got different colors, you've got hair growing off them, you've got everything going on, you've got veiny nipples, you've got all kinds of different things. But for some people, they have really small nipples. And the Fabulous D Show by me, the artist D. You bring this out of me. <laughs> I know. And this is that's why this is so unique, because you could do a million of your own shows. And, and I would never do this talk. there, no. <laughs> exactly. You'd never start saying, who did they suck off to get that? <laughs> All at Juiced Talk, archived for your listening pleasure. JuiceTalk.com Testing me up, baby. Isn't that fantastic? And you can hear me do it. Got to finish the rice. But when I first got with my second husband, we really, really investigated. Because he realized I wasn't a fun person. You know, there's not a lot on my to-do list that equals having fun. I'm doing shows. I'm writing articles. I'm working hard for a concept. I'm publishing a magazine. I'm writing books. I'm taking photos. I'm having photo shoots. And none of that equals fun. I mean, that's, I mean it's not a roller coaster. It's not an amusement park. It's not a pie in the face. It's, it's not, you know... <laughs> The last thing that I'd say, you know, let's have fun, guys. Let me tie on a corset and put on this heavy wig and this pound of makeup and go outside in the sun and take some pictures. That's going to be a blast. No, no, that's not a blast. That's work, honey. (laughs) That's hard, hard fucking work. And we, we went through all this, this life stuff, you know. Well, do you want to go to an amusement park? And uh, No, not really. I, I don't find that fun. Because it's a waste of time. Do I want to go on a roller coaster? Oh, yes, I'd, I'd love to strap myself in something that's moving at the speed of light around, whirling around turns and, and making me either scream or be nauseous or laugh my head off. No. That's not fun, because I wouldn't laugh my head off. You know, what do you want to do? That's the the horrible question at the beginning of most of of my sorts of relationships. Perhaps why none of them, uh, except this, the second marriage, worked out. Because, you know, we'd get to that point where you get beyond the sex and, and the making out and the, the meet, meeting each other and the rendezvous and the, you know, going on a trip to see some gorilla in a cage or something. And you, you get down to this lifestyle of, well, what are we going to do for fun this weekend? Well, nothing. I'm busy. I'm working. I've got a show to do. I've got a deadline to meet with a show. I've got scheduled photos with such and such somewhere else. I'm not having fun. I'm working. And I've never had 
I don't. That's the strangest thing is, and and I could talk about it forever, so I won't. But I cannot remember ever having fun. I can remember plenty of people trying to show me what fun was, but I always would fight it. I'll always fight it, and I'll always say, "I'm not going." That's not fun. I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. And I remember, even as a child, before this was even before I filled my my life with lifestyle choices and and things that I enjoy doing. And that's the difference between fun and enjoy. I love doing what I'm doing. I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing. I I really adore talking on the radio. I really enjoy giving people visuals, giving people audio to think about. I like that. But it's not fun as defined by American culture. Fun as described by global culture. Because even as a child, I remember these people used to like, laugh. I mean, it's just that the, the fun that people have when they laugh, like laugh their heads off and out, out of an experience, you know, they're, they're taking a, a ride on, on the teacups and they're laughing and, uh, and they're just, they're free and enjoying themselves and, uh, or, or having a birthday party and thinking this is fun and, or at that birthday party, the pinata, yes, they, they take a whack at the pinata. It's so much fun when little kids, they're giggling over that and, I never giggled over that. I thought, get this godforsaken blindfold off me. I have other things to do, like sitting in a room and, and, and pretending that I'm in my own fantasy land. It's just not something that ever stuck with me. It's not... I, I just don't know. And I think we came to the conclusion that I can't have the fun that people think is fun. I just... I just don't operate that way. It's not how I am. So you've got to watch out for the landmines. And I think a lot of those landmines are found in fun. People are so hell-bent on taking their, their days off and their time off and their time at, at night and in the mornings or whenever they're not doing what they don't want to be doing. And they want to have fun. And I think they get lost in the fun, you know. Why should I think about politics and saving the world and what the president is doing and what the U.S. Senate is doing when I could be looking up Breaking Bad? You know, wh why should I be caring about it? You know, that's, that's where we went wrong. We made people care for 40 hours a week, at least, about something they don't care about. And we sucked their time away. We inserted the psychic vampires, and they fell for it. And they did not combat the psychic vampires. They did not become immune to them. They didn't learn to fall in step with them and save some energy for later. Instead, they, they went into it. They fell into the trap of bullshit and shit and junk and the psychic vampires won the day. They won the year and they won the lifetimes of millions and billions and squillions of individuals who gave over their lives and traded it in 
traded the little time they had of freedom for fun. I am so happy I never understood what fun was in that capacity. I am so grateful that I could get my fun and enjoyment out of doing something that meant something to me, just meant something to me. I mean, that's the true that I look for in life. That's the joyous shiver. That's what fun is to me. When I get a joyous shiver, a chill from doing something and then seeing what it has done, and usually that is in changing the world and changing the minds or making someone think about something. When I get that shiver, that's fun. That's my kind of fun. And I'm sorry that I won't be going on the roller coasters to have fun, and I won't be obsessively looking up television shows to have fun. I'd rather spend it somewhere else. I'd rather cook the rice. And I'd rather focus my attention where it matters. And yes, I will work alongside the psychic vampires, but they're not going to get me because I've got other things to do, like the rice. I'm the artist. Good night.